so we uh, are just doing the exodus from Egypt at this time. Right. There's always been that story of God hardening Pharaoh's heart. Right. Right, right. But it doesn't, you have to, you know, to, I, I've said many times, and many people, it wasn't original by me, but I've always said, and others have said, that to understand any one sentence of the Bible, you have to know the whole Bible. Yes, sir. It's an integrated whole. It's all, it's all entangled, put it that way. Yes, sir. So, so in last, the portion that we read last week, uh, in fact, I'd probably repeat this again if we were having an actual interview. Yes. Uh, it says, once again, God hardened. I'm trying to think of the exact, I think it's, I don't want to guess the chapter, but chapter 10 sticks in my head, but it's probably wrong. For this uh, purpose, yeah. Yeah. See, uh, God says, I've hardened, I, I've hardened the hearts of Pharaoh mm-hmm. and the hearts of his servants. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's one sentence. I've hardened the hearts of Pharaoh okay. and I've hardened the hearts of the servants. Wow. And then the, and now the, the locusts are going to come. Locusts in this part of the world are are death. I mean, they consume everything. We had a we had a plague down in, in just about 20, 15 years ago of locusts that came in by the wind and and they didn't get uh, much further north than. A bit further north than a lot, but they wreak the devastation. Right. So, so the locusts that come and now, and the, the, the hearts are hardened. Two sentences later, the servants say, "Let them go, Pharaoh. Let yeah. them go, because this is going to destroy the world." Now, notice the problem here. Free the will. Hardened, <laughs> they still have free will. That's, that, that sentence is in there specifically to show that the free will remained. God hardens their heart, but doesn't take away the free will. And, this, and it's, only, it's, only, it's less than four sentences, about two sentences later, when the servants would said explicitly, and they've hardened the hearts of your servants, you know, which are his henchmen, his advisors. And they say, let him, let them go. They're going to destroy the world. And in fact, Pharaoh then back down and says, okay, we're going to let them go. But then he reneges on this. He, you know, he, he reneges on his, on his choice. So the choice between life and death is always there, as it says in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, yeah. Sorry. Free will is one. And uh, free will and, how I say it's the, yeah. Uh, Life beyond life. They're both, they're both together. The two of them, I, I, I was working on this and someone pointed out and said, Hey, Jerry, don't you realize what you just said? That free will and life after life after life or life after death of the body are both the same because there's no place for free will in the physical world. It's just not there. Anyone who says you can prove free will by physics is... I, I have no right to say this because I've said it, but I'll just say it would be naive because you can't. Because why would you say, well, you say, look, the, the, the future is not known. In this time, within time, right. as Pokinghorn points out, the uh, Anglican priest, 
God doesn't know the future. God yeah. knows the future outside of time and then can pluck it back in. Because yeah. the future hasn't happened. And the world's not deterministic. So you see, there's free will. Look, in a quantum uncertainty, he got his flag. So the laws of nature, it's the same laws of nature inside here, as I talk about God across many of them, in here in your brains, the meat and potatoes in here, as the laws of nature that say, when I let this go, it's going to fall. Right. You know? It's the same laws of nature, and within those laws of nature is quantum uncertainty. So you can say there's a slack in the system, hmm. but that so. doesn't give you free will. Yeah. It just means that it means that that it's it's ran, in that tiny little range there. It's random within a tiny range of, of a window. It's not like you can jump from here to there to there. It's right. In that one. So even the quantum uncertainty, which I've heard persons say that gee, that gives you free will, it doesn't. Because you don't control which synapse is going to fire. Right. It's when it, so the only way you can have free will is if there's a part of you that's outside of you. Woo. I mean, I'm not saying anything big here, but it uh. is you, the, the mind has to be separate from the brain. Has to be. And, oh. and, no, and as we study more and more physics, in fact, I'm just putting something up on, as soon as one of my grandchildren gets back from, I, I don't know how to do this stuff, but I'm going to put it up on my web, oh. on, my, on my website, one of the articles. I need to check that out. Mm-hmm. I, I'll get, what's, yeah, it, what's it called, the, your website? Well, well it hasn't, one of it, a, 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 week, a broken version of it went up, a, not a good version, but I'm going to type, I've called one of them, uh, it's also speculations, speculations on quantum physics and uh, f- freedom of will, life beyond body, mind beyond brain. That's okay. pretty much the type of speculations on quantum physics and free, uh, uh, freedom of will, life beyond, your life beyond body, mind beyond brain. Yeah. Uh, because... I realize that this is not a, something I've here to new for the world, but it's just the way I tried to work through it from, from the science to show by step by step. We, you ask what, what, what fires me up, I haven't stopped talking for one minute. Oh, no, yeah. I love it. I mean, ultimately, every argument in every college dormitory or studio in the music world, it ends up about free will or not. Yeah. If you have thinking people, it comes down to that. Yeah. Okay. I, I just like this. So, so the general thesis is we started for a world that looks material, and it is this is stuff. But even on on the stuff level, this is peripheral more or less. But like the floor I'm standing on, the floor you're sitting or standing on. If you analyze how much of that is solid, it would be about one part in in a hundred billion there's nothing there it's all forces so right off the bat even the physical world is ethereal but it's still there there are particles present right space between the particles between the electrons and the new and the protons in an atom if you did the calculation it's about a one in a hundred billion it's a billion not a million billion there's nothing there it's all forces so right away we start to see that there's there's an aspect in the world that is not physical. Then we look at the creation of the universe. I'm just throwing things with my head, not knowing. Right, sure. And the creation of the... That's, I have, have you seen... I have a video 
called Proof of Garden Five Minutes. <laughs> it has on its parents' site over close to three and a half million views. Proof of God in five minutes. Yeah. If you look at Proof of God in five minutes on Google, Gerald Schroeder, you'll find it. But it's been hijacked in many places into belief of God. It's also, there's been belief of God in five minutes. It's the same video. The graphics are phenomenal. I guarantee you, I didn't have one dot in the in the graphics. The people that put and I also don't make anything from this because I signed it made by right, let alone the three million views. But they, I have nachas. <laughs> I have pleasure. And it's just a total argument. How does he get three million? Now, where why five million views? It's NASA. It's totally NASA. The last maybe out of the five minutes, the last thirty seconds. Or, or Bible. It's all NASA. NASA's description of the creation of the universe is spot on, not approximately, spot on the biblical understanding and the ancient Maimonides, Nachmanides, right, concept of the creation of the universe, plus how it's, how it's spelled out in, in, the, in the Torah. It's an exact match, an exact match. And that's that's how I got the view. And we shot, the, and pardon me, I'm talking about this particular video. No, no. I gave a class, I gave a class, and these guys were in the class, and I didn't realize that they said, let's make, let's make a video. Go out of the class, we're at Asia Torah, I teach in the old city. Mm-hmm. And they have a, they have a, a, a quiet room there, you know, with, with not special acoustics, you're really going for meditation. Sure. And we got the use of that for an hour or so. No script, zero script. We shot it three times. It took six, it took, what well, first time it took about between six and seven minutes. The next time it took six minutes. And the next time, five minutes and 28 seconds. That's good enough to round you for five minutes. <sighs> That's and, so good, yeah. And it hit every point. I'm just so looking at it. I said, how did I do it? Because every point I wanted to make was, was in there without getting, you know, it's fun to, sometimes to get in a strain, but if you want to keep it to, being, being five minutes, and anyway, it's total massive. If you have a chance to watch I will. It, I'll go right after we is, talk. Is, I, there's one amendment I would like to make if someone pointed out to me. I wish I had gotten that email earlier. Uh, not that there was any rework, but he read in one of my articles. I said, this is the creation of the universe from absolute nothing. The word missing there is physical. It should have said that it is the creation of the universe from absolute nothing physical, because there are virt- the virtual world really exists. There are really good. It's not my field, so I rely on persons who are known as giants in the field. And one of them, whose book I think is brilliant, except it's a conclusion borders on insanity and stupidity, is the universe from nothing by Krauss. Now that book, the science in that book is magnificent and he gets to the end of the company says now we've proven you don't need a god the guy must be out of his mind he builds his whole case on the laws of nature and then the whole case but on laws of nature <laughs> and, and, and no laws of nature you know it's, and he says now we don't we prove we don't need and he's got richard dawkins king saying now it's the last nail on the coffin this this you talk about the myopic or stupid Krauss is not stupid he's real smart but how he can bypass, in fact, he was interviewed about this. And his reply was, ah, oh, you nitpickers. I, I was not, it wasn't by me. He said, you nitpickers, you always want to know the origin of the laws of nature. That's the whole question. Everything is built on that. In any event, 
but persons of that level have actually shown the physics behind the fact that there is a virtual world. There are virtual particles, yeah. and, and and the nature, and that's one of the things that in every scenario of the creation of the universe from something nothing physical, always you need uh, quantum physics present. Another laws of nature can be all different, all different specific numbers that are plugged in that might let life go this way or that way, whatever. Right. But you always need the basic laws of, of, of relativity and quantum physics. And Ed Tririn, who went to his grave with no acknowledgement, so sad. What, what's his name? What's his name? Ed, T-R-Y-O-N. Ed, Edward, Professor Edward, T-R-Y-O-N, Tririn. Okay. You've never heard of him, probably. I, I wish I, I had of. He published it. He published it in Nature, and no one in 1973. That's a big article. <laughs> and the and there's even a site I only discovered maybe a year ago. Why Ed Tririn isn't world famous? I mean, he his concept was the first time to show that you can create a universe by quantum fluctuation and the laws of relativity. You don't need anything physical. Quantum fluctuation. And the laws, and the, and if you take go to NASA site right now, and you type in NASA, then WMAP, the famous diagram of the universe expanding from NASA. Oh wow! You will see, you will see on the creation at the beginning on the creation diagram, you will see the words quantum fluctuation. For the point of they don't say creation, but that's the beginning of the universe. Fluctuation is creation. Yeah. No mention of Tryon's name. No, in, in Krauss's book, no, and also my first book, no mention. In the second book, I found out where's it, where are these laws coming from, and there it was. I, I just feel so terrible. In Genesis, the Big Bang, I didn't mention his name, but I, I, I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. And, and he, in any event, you can you can create a universe, of, and all of the scenarios that, that I've seen, maybe there are I haven't seen, multiverse, whatever. You always need quantum physics. You always need mm. a basics, and it's, and that basics is almost all, all that I, all I've ever seen is a quantum physics. You may have a nuance going this way, but there's always the need for quantum fluctuation yeah. to bring to bring virtual into physical. And with that understanding, you can start to work towards an idea that there is in fact a virtual world, a world that is not physical. Yeah, and that's where mind starts to creep in. That's where mine starts to creep in, and uh, 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 there's so many, so many phenomenal statements. The, uh, uh, I mean, I, these, I, 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 I the, on the on the speculations. So I, you know, I don't, I don't, I know I, I put. But anyway, on the cover page of the, the speculation on quantum physics, on the first version that's up there, I'm waiting for my grandson to get back, <laughs> so I can ask him one of our grandsons to change it for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I quote. Three Nobel laureates, George Wald, uh, Planck. Planck? Yeah, Max Planck. (laughs) And and the third one is, oh gosh, uh, all three say consciousness or mind, they're both the same. One uses the word consciousness, one uses the word mind, Wald uses mind. It's a substrate of the universe. That is to say, the substrate of the universe isn't physical. And, and Walt says it explicitly. Now, Walt's a biologist, George Walt. 
and he got his Nobel Prize in working the eyes, but he, he's, his work led him into the nature of consciousness. And he says point blank, it is mind that is constructed. It is not that that mind has evolved from the physical world. It's the physical world that has evolved from mind. And there's other two scientists playing, you know, the, the giants. Oh, I know. But that's not so. That's because you read, you read the not the oldest translation of the of the Hebrew Bible, which would be or organized, which would be the Septuagint. That's about twenty two hundred years ago. But the Septuagint was from Hebrew to Greek. And I'm just reading a book by uh, Jonathan Sachs, and and uh, he he points out more about the Christian Bible than I understood, but it's a good point that Jesus for sure, he, he probably spoke, he, he, for sure he spoke Hebrew, oh, yeah. he spoke yeah. Aramaic, yeah. he may not have spoken Greek, but the Bible is translated into Greek, but the, but the Septuagint, the Septuagint is a Greek translation and there are deliberate errors in it, so the, but the next major translation was called the Targum Yushami, if you're familiar with the Jerusalem translation. I have Yushami it. Is, it's not certain. I always thought it was about 1900 years ago, but I've seen sources that say about about 1600 years ago. In any event, the opening sentence of Breshipa Elohim got usually mistranslated as in the beginning God created the. The word beginning is nowhere in the biblical text. Yeah. It's just right. not. But Barashith, the, the, yeah, the, so the, the, oh, the, the Targum, when I, when I saw this, I was flabbergasted. It's with wisdom, God created the heavens there. But Rishi, but with Rishi, a first cause. And then that first cause is gotten directly from Rashi, who doesn't say it. But Rashi <laughs> sends us to proverb number eight. He says, I am wisdom. God made me the beginning of Chesed. God's ways. Yeah. So wisdom... With, it's, when it says with wisdom God created the it doesn't mean that God was wise God used a substrate of wisdom mind, consciousness plank, consciousness, mold mind and the third one I kick myself in the book <laughs> it's exactly the same and suddenly this this is coming from physics plank, biology, world and, and Torah with, with, with the first cause of wisdom, and then the Torah just says with wisdom, and that's exactly what Rashi says. When Rashi says, "You want to understand this? Go to Proverb number eight, verse twenty-seven. God made me as the beginning of God's ways before there was any." He says it's the Proverb eight about verse 23, 24, 25 but he makes the assumption that we've read the first twenty-three pages to get to it. Mm-hmm. Here on verse eleven or twelve, it's a first-person proverb. He said, God made me as the beginning before uh, before there was world. I was present with God, I, I, I. And bingo, the I is defined in verse, I think it's 11 or I think it's 12, but it might be 11. It says, I am wisdom. Not I am wise. I am wisdom. Wisdom is speaking here. God made me wisdom as before the earth. I, wisdom was present. It's overwhelming. But that means that there is, in fact, and I have to give it, even though I think Krauss's conclusion is absolutely stupid that you don't need a God for it, is, is that 
he, his book, he, but others have also. But I got it from his book actually, because I'm not I'm not into that like type of physics. That the virtual world really exists. That is a world that is not physical, but it is there and it interacts with us. And I believe that that is mind, and our and that there is a universal mind, and our our brains. No, not our brains. Our minds are splinters of that mind, and our brains. Oh, he's got it. That Schrodinger, Schrodinger, not Schroeder, but Schrodinger. You can't. I went down. My wife came across a picture of Irving Schrodinger and put it up on the web. My one of our sisters, one of my daughters-in-law, my daughters-in-law. In a town in in uh, Benjamin, about 20, 30, 50 miles from here, in Israel, and my son is reading this, and she and she says, "Why is why is Yaakov Yaakov why is Yaakov's picture on the on the, on the and it wasn't Yaakov, it was Irving Schrodinger. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. We have very similar. I don't know for the same family. <laughs> Probably. Just think Schrodinger, Schrodinger, you know, and he has a very interesting religious background. Him, huh. it's some very strange thing, but let it go. Yeah. Okay. In any event, in any event, uh, I am wisdom. <laughs> so mind is present, and not only is it present, it may be that our minds are splinters of a universal mind, and our, and he's the one that says it. The reason that we think we are in the physical world, the reason that we think that we are in this physical world, is that it's the only way of our minds communicating with our body is through our brain. Uh. The we is not the way I've said it, and others have said it also. The you that makes you you is not the you you think is you. What you see in the mirror isn't the essence of you. It's the physical essence of you mm. and your genes. And when you got your window of choice stored in there, my one of our daughters, Honey, said, "You are your memories." Yes, but then how that interaction is 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 molded is by your mind. But your mind can only use the information you put into it. It's exactly what Louis Pasteur said: chance favors the prepared mind. And uh, and. Was his life an example of that? God, I'm just writing this stuff down. So anyway, that's uh, you know, it, it, all these words that you're saying are just they're they're triggering off like forest fires in my brain. I mean, I have so many things. I I just I'm just loving you know to sit, just to sit back and listen to you. Uh, talk you know i i listen to the word like even random i'm an entomologist i study languages you know from the from proto-indo-european all the way down and even the word chance is the word kadare it means um a sequence wait, it cut out wait, wait just what you just said even the word chance and then that word cut yeah sorry a kadare in the latin and it means to to fall downstairs uh to an allotment and the Gaelic word luck is the word for lot. It doesn't mean like like we say as we say random. It means the perfect place where the the cadence fell. So there was never any randomness per se, quote unquote, in the language that we said. And even random is the word rondo. It it has a cycle to it. So there's never anything that's disorganized. 
what you said and i'll say but but it's what you said our minds have to have an association with something tangible such as the brain to express sequences of events in this life and i I take this and again i'm an etymologist so forgive me if i get crazy with language but you say the word tree well go back to to the studies that jr tolkien did um or even beyond that, the Proto-Indo-European linguistics of Joseph uh, Shipley, you know, dra was the first sound, dr, dental rotex, and it meant um, um, root, stem, and branches, but it also meant truth. So truth, tra, has root, stem, branches. So, and then if you say dra, ed, like a druid, like the Celtic druids, it, they were the, the tree seers. They were the ones who lived amongst the trees. They were the ones who were etymologically sound that understood all things from the linguistic standpoint. And the Aido meant the witty ones, so the ones that could see, Aido or wit. So that's that whole, the construct of Druid comes from the tree seers, but truth, Dra. And so we have, we've been affected by, you know, 4,000 years of, of etymology at least to have an associative you know, course of action with that word. So. <laughs> That's interesting. If you go back to the original the original glyphs that became letters I may, may, may be familiar with them. Sure, I won't waste your time with it. No, no, I do. Yeah. But it shows you sounds haven't changed. If you look at the first, the obvious one is uh, iron for I. The Hebrew letter, the Hebrew word. Hebrew letter iron and it's an I. Uh, bait for home, or home house, yep. and it's a square with one opening. Yep. And you know, cough for him. Yep. What I got for was what really gives me goose pimples is the hay sound, the ha. If you look up the, the proto signific of ha, it is a stick figure 
of a man. Of a person on knees, like this, and it has a circle here. So it's spinning because it had a line with a head on, you know, head on it. Yeah. And with upright, it means that we have, at least in the Hebrew, and that goes back close, that's close to 5,000 years, that sound of a ha has been related to worship for the beginning of sound. For the beginning. Yep. And, and, and we, hallel, hallel, hallelujah. You know, I mean, all these. I've got the book you're talking about. Well, like this oh, is. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. I, I, no, no. And I'm, I'm just going to say, I've got 8,000 books in my library over here. Uh, but one of them is, is has to do with what you're saying. And, uh, well, I mean, all of it is. But, uh, no, and it, can I add to that? Uh, just to only add, I hope you, please forgive me if I'm, I'm just excited when I hear you talk. I, I get, get goosebumps. But this word, I don't know if you can see this or not. It has to do with the, the hay. And I, I, can you see that? Where are my glasses? Uh-oh. I don't know if you can see that or not. Well, I sure can now because I put my glasses down and I can't. Oh, here they are. Okay. Wait, one second. I think these are the right ones. I just started wearing glasses about a half a year ago. So oh, I, I know. I'm, I'm just, can you see that? Uh, which, which? Uh, it, uh, well, the, let me see if I can get you. I should probably send you. Can you take a snapshot of that? Well, I tell you, I have a whole, I have a, a great big poster that I bought several times to Hebrew University for the uh, Bible Lands, the Israel Museum, which has a whole list of all, you know, 50, 500 years by 500 years. Yeah. But, but what were you showing that I couldn't tell because it was blurred? Well, it's okay. It's okay. It, what it does is it, it it's all the, the, the proto-synatic, um, you know, the pictograms, basically, of the the origins of the of the cuneiform or square shape Hebrew letters, which came way later, and you know, as you're saying, if I don't, if, and please forgive me if I put words in your mouth, they were stories. Each letter was a story, so you couldn't dis you know dethatch the word because it was a story word, and when you the word halil, I'm just and I was thinking of hey, you know means breath, then you have the yod, which is the hand or the closed fist to work with, then the two tools. When we say hallelujah, you say praise to God, right? It's a, you know. Yeah. But the only time that you see the action that is in the illusory sense that you did something, not the verb that precedes us, you know, of course, the verb that causes, we're the dead noun, God is the verb. Uh, yeah. Um, which I believe, by the way. <laughs> but Helil was a picture of the man looking at his hand, looking at the tools, look, saying, look at what I did. And that was the first name for Satan. So the, the, in this lexicon uh, written by um, um, uh, J Jeff A. Benner, he literally says that was the probably the first word for Satan in the, uh, the lexicon or the, the, the language of the, of the Jews. Uh, would be what? Well, well, say the word again. Hillel instead of Hallelujah, like praise be to yeah. God. It's yeah. it's saying, look at what I caused, uh -huh. and that uh -huh. makes you the verb. That makes you the idolater. Uh, interesting. I mean, I just I, I, I these. I, I heard that, yeah. Yeah, it's just so crazy. But uh, anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're the oh, you're, you're the man, dude. I, I, no, you could. <laughs> 
because he could have had a slightly different sounding because Hebrew doesn't have vowels. Right. So you can write the same letters and have it mean two or three or four. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a lot of different things. I know, I know. Oh, Chinese, I'm just thinking of a case in my mind right now because I was, I, I did some work in China back in the, in the very early 80s, a lot of work actually, and I read an article in, in, in English but in the Chinese publication that was made for, for expats that were living. I was an expat but I was working for, right. for the government. And, and then I asked my translator to mail, I wanted to write to the author of this article because it was interesting. And I said, well, can you please write it in Chinese, his name and this? He said, I, he said, I can't because the way we would write Chinese, you couldn't tell if it would sound like this or that or that. And he insisted upon, and it got to the person, on writing out the name, I only knew the name with English letters, and he wrote it out in English letters. Yeah. I wrote the letter in English letters, but I thought he should write the on the envelope. I mean, I was in this town called Wuxi. Right. It's a, it's a, tr a train, an, an overnight train ride from Beijing. And, and, uh, I wanted to be sure to get the letter. He, the author was in in some other town in China because it was a Chinese publication, and but he wouldn't write it out. And this may be. Do, 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 do you know anything about Chinese? Does it have? Does it have? It's almost like pictographs, isn't it? Or is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's my question. Does well, it have letters that are vowels? Like English is A E I O U. Yeah. Hebrew has vowels. Right. Hebrew has three consonants. So I, my ex-wife was Chinese, <laughs> so I had to speak it fairly fluently. Um, yeah, and uh, okay, so, so does, it, does Chinese does Chinese does it have letters or is it still? I know things are changing now, but let's go back forty years to nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're getting into to post Chairman Mao. Uh, he abbreviated and just really corrupted, uh, in my humble opinion, well, not in my humble opinion, everybody's opinion, uh, the, uh, the, the beauty of the Chinese pictogram. And the, the true Chinese pictogram, I believe, retains creation and the account of God. I think the old Shah dynasty, and you're talking... You know, Emperor Shen, uh, or in in uh, um, in the Shah Dynasty, twenty two hundred BC, he was approached by what they call a culture hero named Yu Y U, and he was told by Yu to build a wall, not the Mongolian wall that we talk think about in the mid Middle uh, Ages, but a wall, a retainer wall, concerning a massive flood to come. And many people think that you was one of the sons of Enoch. Um, I mean, this is not some, I, I'm not, I don't have any kind of a, I, I don't have a, uh, I don't say this, um, I'm not a conspiracy guy or whatever. I don't have yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but That's but I, I learned this in advanced placement studies in college and, you know, Asian history. So um, there was, and this culture hero taught and I know you know this. I'm I don't I'm talking to the man that can teach me this, but um, you know, pick pictograms for boat. Well it was a depiction of a boat with how many people on it? Eight. If you talk about temptation, 
It was a tree with two baos or a soul under it, two souls, and a serpent motion in the tree. If you talk about, you know, uh, sacrifice, it was the, the Jewish sacrifice. So you talk about, so there's, oh, and if you talk about. This is as old as it gets. So let me see if I can, I'll, I'll show you the, hold on one second. Let me see here. Right. Cause what you said, can you hear me while I'm talking? Yeah, I'm going to find it. Hold on one second. Yeah, so um, th this might be the most valuable book you ever get on Chinese language. It's, uh, I, I would get this. It's called the, um, uh, the, the uh, Chinese characters, their origin, etymology, history, classification, and signification uh, by Dr. Uh, L. Weger. Uh, this is a very thick, thick book. Um, and I'll, I'll get, send it to you. I'll text it to you. But if you look at the origins of these pictures, I don't Gosh, I wish I could get better lighting for you. You'll see that they were like, it's like Sumerian, almost like early Sumerian. Um, and then you've got more of the, 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 the later form. And then it yeah. goes on, but it, uh, like if you talk about God, you know, this is interesting <clears throat> if I say this and I'm not trying to, I don't promote, you know, I'm a, what I call a first century Christian. I, I don't, I'm not a Western Orthodoxy Christian. I don't uh, hold to, um, that God is not a verb and everything. I, I, I don't hold to that we can reject a God that's the verb. I, I just believe that when I, that my theology is my grammar and the grammar is from the Bible. So they better relate. They better be one. But with that said, and, I, and please trust me, I'm not trying to promote an idea on you, but um, um, uh, Shang Tien was the, the supreme ruler. And there's a picture of the, the God of, of heaven, earth, and water with three baos in it, or three souls. Now, it, it can also mean a, um, a multiplicity, like Elohim, right? It means, you can tell me, of course, it means plurality. And then, of course, there's Eloah, and then there's Yah, which is the, the one, the one verb that causes all things. But I find it interesting that we at least are getting into a concept of a god from the culture hero Yu, they came to Emperor Shen in the Sha Dynasty at 2200 BC, and sure enough, 4400 years ago, so it's like the time of Abraham around that time. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and a lot of people think it was you know that's roughly the time. So, um, well, let me say one thing. When I was working in China, and I'd go there, and I, it, was, it was tough time because we had a bunch of kids here, and I'd go there for a month at a time, and Barbara left one of the kids. Yeah, so I look back with with great guilt and we had no relations really Israel was not part of the world as far as China was concerned so yeah. go mm -hmm. the UN took me in under the, cur under the curtain and I was told point to my face you know you're an Israeli we don't recognize you so don't be don't ask questions I was over at trips all around the country I didn't make one step out of the laboratory area because right. it's too easy to be you know see your spot in any event yeah. I came back to Barbara and I say the Chinese are Jews. The values that they have, I can remember this to this day, 
the values that they have, when you get, you know, I'm not talking about in the political. This is when I knew the families and I worked with them for a month at a time, then I go home, come back and, and all of their drives and all of their instincts, I said, these people are Jews. They're just so much like us. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember speaking with one of the women and I was describing our family and her family and how there's so, so many things. And, and, and then I went, I, 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 from, I do some work in Singapore, because it's all, all that part of, I don't know, ever, I don't recall why. So I'm in Singapore and uh, they said, do you want to see this one? There's a, a museum of early Singapore. And then there was a model house of an early house of early Singapore. Now, the Singapore has a very strong relationship with Chinese. Uh, and there's a lot of, and Kuala Lumpur, there's really a lot of anger, but they yeah. sign. But the house had a study room. It had all the regular rooms of a house. It wasn't a church for them or anything, right. but it had a room where they studied. You know, and the, and what was the other thing I saw here? There was a, uh, well, I guess that's just most, I, I don't recall what, it was one or two other aspects, but that, and that was a Chinese house in, in, in one of the early houses of Chinese in Singapore. Yeah. And it, it just intrigued me that they would have such a strong intellect, what we see in the world now, how the, yeah. when I went to MIT, it was a third Jewish. Yeah. When I went now at MIT, it's about, it's a, at least a third Chinese, I think, maybe it's more, they're Asian, put it way, Asian. Yeah, right, right, right. It's, Oh, anyway, so, okay. Uh, well, no, that, that's, and I, I would, if I can, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying, so that's, that's, the, that's where I think you get to be on my mind, and mind outside of brain, just going back to the original topic there. Yeah. You know, the world becomes more and more ethereal, and then, and then uh, especially the persons that work in the, in the world of the quantum reality, mm. they see that there has to be a break. Right. Between the physical and I'll call it the metaphysical, not spirit, I mean metaphor just mean outside the physical. Meta, right, right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's where mind comes in. And then that's where would be where I would think that that life beyond death it does exist, I think, because it's in that part of what oh. the, I wouldn't what the Chinese hold by this, but the idea that this is they were given a a a injection of God or whatever. I don't like to use that word, but you know, the this, this spiritual soul type of thing. Can, can, can I add that, to that, that real quickly? Um, they, their their yeah. verbs are without, um, uh, and, I, and, and I guess is, you know, as of lately, d due to convention with their language with the Western world, they had to find um, cases for the verb that were uh, concluded in the past, pluperfect, you know, uh, aorist, whatever, but uh, the common understood verb in the Chinese language for the past 4,000 years has basically been, uh, it's always been eternal. And so if I said to my wife, you know, uh, I, I would say, um, I'm saying, I love you, but she says, but don't play with that sentence. Because it means eternally. I give uh, everything of me is into you eternally. So the verb never had an ending. 
And that was, and so I, I guess, you know, when, when, whenever someone's grammar it has an infix of that kind of thinking the, in the eternal sense, then I say eternity is in their mind. It's in their grammar. So to speak of uh, with hints of eternal eternity, always, I, I think that there might be something to what you're saying there. Interesting. That certainly that four-letter name of God is, is pointed out to me by a colleague in the States, David David Coe, that that uh, he was reading a book and he sent me a, a picture of the on the WhatsApp of the, of the cover where the person show. You know, we usually say that the four letters I I I was yeah I I was is and will be yes together, which means eternal. it doesn't mean if it means eternal was is will be and if you take those three Hebrew words was haya hove haya was hove now yeah future and you put them write them in a piece of paper the four together you know one haya hove yeah and then you squash them all together you know it's interesting this uh, i'm so beholden to this you squash those i was i am i will be haya hove yeah together so they overlap so they lie on top of each other the word that comes out is the four-letter gate the four-letter name of god in hebrew t the t tetragrammaton yeah the yud and the hay and the vav and the hay it's just there's no monkey business you lay them on down and i think that may be the origin of that word that we always knew there's a, there's a huge tradition that you can take the letters out of it and make i was i am i will be right but i don't i think that's after the fact I think before the fact is those three concepts stuck together. Yeah. Literally, physically stuck together. Yeah. Gives gives the what you call the tetragram, how do you say it, the four letter name of God. Sure, right? sure. It, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so. Man, yeah, that's but the that's so eternal. Exactly what you were saying, eternal. And the idea of the Chinese verbs. You know, and the, that, the, the, this is the... the words that you said cut out, because some of the sentences that cut in, you said that the Chinese verb doesn't or does, and then the, there was a break in the... Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. So it, the, the traditional verb in Chinese language for the past 4,000 years has never had a, a, a case ending to make it where it's, it was an activity either in the past or present or just the future, it was always uh -huh. eternal. Uh -huh. So, well, you know, if I said, you know, actually the wo, wo I, uh, you know, if I said I love you in the traditional Chinese sense, it, it there, my ex-wife, I'd say ex-wife, she, uh, uh, she said, um, Make sure that that is a very uh, uh, respected sentence because it's an eternal sentence. Um, well, you know, I, I, since I only know you for now uh, about 50 minutes, I must say it's quite interesting. So you say your former wife or your ex-wife, <laughs> and you choose that example. I think there's something going on that your mind is bringing something to your brain. Yes. <laughs> Do you miss her? Do I miss, you know, I, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, uh, I, we, we left amicably. Um, the, the, her culture is very hard. She uh, 
came from the Anhui province. And, you know, she was brought up, she was actually uh, um, on the, um, the weapons program uh, as a, a card-carrying communist, uh, you know, in the army. And, um, you know, pretty much avowed to, you know, cause destruction upon the West if possible. And um, she moved over here. She got away from that. Uh, I'm trying to make this really short, so I don't make it a complicated thing. But how did you meet her in your studies? But believe it or not, I, I won't tell you who I was playing for, but a very famous artist. Uh, you know, and uh, I had just gotten back from a tour, and uh, at the time I was younger, I was a little bit cocky. I decided to go out and buy a brand new Mercedes Benz, and I, I drive a Kia Rio now. So just to let you know, I'm a I'm a very worn out father of four children. But, uh, you know, at the time I was a little bit of a hot shot and, uh, you know, I looked, you know, I was in shape. I looked like, you know, I was a, I was a rock star at one point. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway, I pulled up next to her. We were at a gas station. <laughs> so very, very romantic, right? Dude, I was, I was driving my Mercedes. Yeah. And, um, and I looked over and, and she, she had, uh, a little, a, a young, daughter about say three and a half years old and uh and again you forgive me for being so human but i was about 27 26 at the time um no i was, I was 28 28 years old because i just bought my house and uh and um i was just very i'm sorry to say i was very attracted i thought that uh you know there's an asian i had an asian thing that i thought they were they're all beautiful, and uh, I, I, I thought that okay. What's the best pickup line I can give her? So I thought, hmm, okay, yeah, I, I need to. And I, so I, I asked her if I, if, uh, if she knew of anybody that taught Chinese. You know, I didn't care if <laughs> to learn Chinese or Korean. You know, I didn't care. She said, well, um, you know, I do teach Chinese on the side. You know, and I said, well, I'd love to have your phone number. You know, and uh, or you, I'll, here's mine, and so we ended up getting in contact with, with one another. And she brought her, her her daughter over to my house, and I got along with her daughter so well that we just we just became best friends until I became her stepdad. You know, and her dad was never in the picture; he just left, he abandoned them, and um, I homeschooled her. She's now a medical doctor. She practices across the country over in, in, uh, in Utah right now. But I homeschool. I taught her Greek. Um, I taught her uh, a lot of Shemitic etymologies, believe it or not. I, um, I was in the Marine Corps when I was younger. I spoke Arabic, fluent Arabic. So I taught her that, Latin, and, uh, and, also, and also the paideia or the, um, the, the trivium, the classical education. I gave her that. So she's a rock star with school. But anyway, her mother was very happy with all that. But here's the problem. She, uh, she had it in her that uh, she only wanted one child. And I raised up her child as, as my own, you know, and I became her dad. And about the time that she was entering into college, you know, I, I said, you know, I've worked really hard. I, I've loved you guys. I said, I'd, I'd like to have a child. You know, I'd like to be a part of the cycle of life here. Yeah. And 
you know, I was making really good money on the road as a musician, and I made pretty good money as a teacher because now I'm taking care of her daughter and her. House was paid for. Uh, everything's taken care of. Um, but um, she said, well, you're not worth it because you don't make enough money. And I never, ever, ever saw that face of, of her. Yeah. And from that point, I was so hurt. Oh, I see. Devastating. That I, I never, I never got over it. And um, I, I would, I could only tell you every time I'd go into a place and see fathers with their children and wives who love, were loved. And eventually that, that was the fissure. I mean, I could go into all the details, but you can see where I would, that would have broken my heart, you know. And that led to a lot of other trickle downs. So we eventually amicably, you know, divorced. And uh, I have a beautiful Italian wife who loves me and, and uh, it gets, keeps me in line. If I get out of line, she cracks the whip. Uh, and uh, uh, our vacation, yearly vacation to decompress from life in Israel is Italy. Oh, yeah. And we have gone to, for eight years now, we've gone to the same apartment, rented from the same people in a tiny town where no one, we don't speak Italian. Right. Which makes it difficult because almost no one speaks English there. So right. what town is your wife from? Uh, well, Florence, her mother's from Florence. She's she's actually born and raised in New Jersey, here. But she was raised. All of her family was from Florence, so they they all. So she was a New Jersey Italian, you know, the whole half not mob but mob. I don't even know. I just confused craziness, <laughs> you know. But uh, but she um, but she uh, a highly educated lady. Uh, Grew up, you know, with, you know, hardly anything. Mom was, dad were really poor and uh, they tried their best, but she learned, she got a double master. She's a, a nurse practitioner and, um, you know, she's just a, a brilliant woman. I, I love her to death. She gave me a child and I inherited two others from her, from her previous marriage. And uh, so, you know, hey, look, I, I, I believe that father is a verb not a noun. So I'm going to be the, I father these people. And so I'm blessed with four kids, regardless of the blood, but for sure I've got one, uh, six year old that's mine. And she seems to be the one that's going to probably set off a bomb somewhere. So <laughs> she's the, she's the troublemaker. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just joking. She's a brilliant, brilliant girl. So I, I love her to death, you know, and, uh, but, uh, well, I, man, I, Dr. Schroeder, I, I, you have no idea how honored I am that you would have taken this much time or even to have talked to me. And, uh, um, I, and of course now I feel ashamed to ask you if you, if we could actually have a podcast, uh, interview, um, it won't be live. So it'll, you know, if we, something goes crazy, we'll work, you know, whatever, we can always cut it out or whatever. Um, yeah, we should have recorded this conversation. Well, it's. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I tell you what, because we found the points that we are, I'm listening to you. I, I've got other things now going on in my head that maybe I could bring up, such as, say, Plato. Uh, Plato all, always dealt with the ontology of being as being 
already and that the entrance of time was us coming to be uh, back to the, the full form of who we are in in full essence or isness, excuse me, isness, uh, where Aristotle was looked at looked at biology as to anatome or cut up the thing. So I wonder if we could throw that in there somehow or another, look at uh, the two v- viewpoints yeah. of them. Uh, okay, uh, that would be largely, you you have to get it going because it's not, not in my mindset, but I can sure, if, you know, if you throw things out and we can discuss, you know, yeah, I would. Uh, yes, I, I would totally explain it in, in terms of uh, you know, like I, I remember Plato saying such and such to add to your point. I wouldn't make it where it's like I'm. Re- I would never require, you know, anything out of anybody I'm interviewing. Just, uh, just to say as to. Do what now? You arrange your friends and contacts and all the person. Did you ever have anything to do with Pat Boone? <laughs> uh, you, the the audio is kind of cracking out a little bit. Uh, say, it again, say it again, please. Yeah, I couldn't hear you. All the, I heard Pat Boone. Pat Boone, do, have you ever had anything to do with? You said you worked with people. Did you ever? Did you know Pat? Pat Boone or? You know, I I never dealt with him. Uh, I dealt with uh, Paul Anka, uh, Tony Anka, but. Uh, uh, I've never dealt with Pat Boone. That's an interesting question. What? Why? Why would you ask that? I I, I, had, I was flying to give a talk in the states, and uh, and the person next to me we got to talk. She said, and it came out that she was Pat's uh, niece. Oh wow! And, and uh, I said, oh, he he may know, and he was on the plane, and Huckabee was on the plane. They were coming back from a tour in Israel. And I said, well, he may know my, he may know some of the works. And I handed her my card. Next thing you know, this person comes over. I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't recognize it. Yeah. But for the next few hours, it's a long flight from Israel to America. Oh we yeah. Signs the Bible, and uh, I can't say we're close friends, but a few, about two weeks ago, Pat called me, and he's, first thing he said, look, this is Pat Boone. I'm calling from Hawaii, and then we, we we spent about forty five minutes just talking about. He, I'd given him a copy of God According to God, and apparently yeah. he just started to read it. He was excited by it, and he wanted We talked a lot about that. Oh, he's a believer. He's a believer. Oh, oh yeah. He's a wonderful human being. And yes. he's the person that wrote the, the words to, this, to the movie Exodus. Do you remember the movie Exodus? Oh, uh, yeah. In Israel, in, in the whole world, it was a big movie. It was, uh, and the theme song became a world... I mean, as they do, and it's caught so much. This this land is mine. The music was known, and the and the and the people of the of the movie. I don't know what you call them. Were trying to get words, and many people had sent words in. And I actually have a photograph of the because the manuscript when he wrote it out. Where's it been? It's so interesting. He wrote it out straight out the words on the back of a Christmas card. It was the eve of Christmas. His wife's, he's been telling, he's, I'm just repeating, his wife's in the next room saying, packing, we're wrapping, pack. It's, so, it's so much time for the kids. It's, wrap, wrap the presents with me. He says, wait, I'm, I'm writing. He wrote out, maybe there are three crosses out, you know, corrections in the whole, and it's on the back of a Christmas card, which has a big, you know, a candle and a, you know, like a type of thing that Chris, the back of a Christmas card might have. Yeah, right, right. The whole thing out. 
he wrote the whole thing out. This land is mine. My God gave this land to me. Right. And uh, it, it's just so impressive that he just felt the words. He just, you yeah. know, they were just like this. A true artist. And, uh, and uh, anyway, just, it was just uh, so... And that we we're not can't say we're friends, but just that, that that's what interests me because yeah. And then had heard from him about a year and a half or two years, and then suddenly get this phone call. And uh, well, he's a good yeah, man. So, him, yeah, he's a good man. Everybody yeah. knows that. Um, you know, and and I hate to say that, but somebody who is on that high of a level, um, you know, some people make fun of him in the in the secular world because they may make fun of him because he believes so strongly. In God, uh, but that's what makes me re respect his belief, you know. And um, yeah, he's a he is a good man. Um, you know, I I play with different artists, you know, all over the world. Um, you know, people from uh, Ricky Skaggs, who is a a bluegrass artist, to Fleetwood Mac. Um, have you heard of Fleetwood Mac or not? Um, I guess you know the name, Robin English. Oh, I've definitely heard of that. I, I've never, I've never played with them before. How about Sting? You ever heard of Sting? Hey. Sting. Sting. Oh yes. I, I don't. We actually in this town in Italy, they had a in the summertime they have these you know festivals, and they did Sting. Uh, not the you know his music or the music. Sting. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a a, a villa in Tuscany. And I, I played with him there. I went to his, his home in Tuscany. And uh, so I, I got a chance to play with Sting, you know. So, uh, yeah, I've got a, it's been a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, I, I learned a lot. We walked through his gardens and we talked about ex existentialism. You know, he's kind of got a different view of, of life and God. You know that, you know, I'm, he's, he's kind of out there, you know, <laughs> somewhere else, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know his philosophy, but the music. Oh, yeah, he's like Shakespeare. He's like he is the Shakespeare of music this day and age. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's other people. Um, got Quincy Jones. Have you ever heard of Quincy Jones? He was the one who made Michael Jackson, the Jackson yeah. Five. No, I mean, I know the names, but I don't. You know this. Yeah, oh yeah, you, you don't need to. You don't need to know them. Uh, Janet Jackson. Um, there's other people I played for, yeah. but. Uh, you know, I just love that Pat. You might know just just because by, by chance I had met him. Well, let me see. yeah, uh, in a, but uh, yeah, uh, you I, it, it, go ahead, go ahead. You know, I just I gotta go, and I hope, I don't know. I I, I taking a break from my, my I'm working with uh, some people in in as I said in Brazil in São Paulo, Brazil, on a quote called the Science Bible, trying to understand. Some of the subtleties in the in the text, and I took a ten minute break. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, had to, I had to hang out the laundry. My job in the house is the laundry. God bless you, sir. I, I am. <laughs> I, I'm the laundry. You should have hung me up a long, long time ago. <laughs> I, 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 I got to quite a call, call them back and see what they what they were doing. But I appreciate you. So when you want, do you want to do this? I, you know, I, I what what times do you? You're in Nashville, so you're. What time is it by you now? Uh, it's 10:08 in the morning, so 10 o'clock in the morning. And it's six o'clock here, so 10 hours difference. 
I think it's a, I think it's an eight hour. I mean, I mean, eight yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we it would, uh, and I know that I called you uh, roughly at nine o'clock, something like that, roughly, or maybe before that. But would would, uh, would five o'clock your your five o'clock or your um, uh, was it sixteen hundred? Is that correct? Or I'm not sorry, sorry, not fifteen hundred, right? Five o'clock. Wait, what, what, say it's, what time is it? It's how many hours is it? So it's, it's, it's eight hours different. So if it's five o'clock here, it's, it's, oh, it's much late for you. It's the middle of the night, five. Well, no, it, well okay, what? what, what, what it's, like, it's like nine o'clock for you, right? Hey, you're the quantum physicist. You tell me. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nine o'clock in the morning for you. Uh, it, okay, yes. Yeah, so, well, it's ten o'clock right here, right now. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's ten o'clock. It's ten after ten, actually. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Ten, ten. How about if I called you and say, uh, and it's six o'clock. So it's six ten right there in uh, in Israel, Jerusalem. Right, right now it's six, ten after six. What? Why don't? Could? Would you mind if I called you at five? Your your five o'clock uh, next week on Sunday? Could I do that? Yeah, yeah, but you have to call me. You have to send me a WhatsApp or something. Okay. Uh, or Skype or no Skype isn't good. Do you have WhatsApp? Um, I don't, but I mean I can get it. Uh, have you email though? You have email. I've got email. Yeah, you should get us better. You send. You make sure you send me an email. Uh, or, or Friday or. Yeah, let, let's do that. I mean, and is that a good day for you, uh, Dr. Schroeder? I can do any day that you, I'll try to work it any okay. day I can. Did, did you recommend this? Because I have written down here, that's the ninth. Okay, Wait, yeah. Today, the, oh, today's the ninth. <laughs> today's the ninth. So we, we could do the 16th? Yeah, yeah. Um, 16th, yeah. so it would be uh, my 9 a.m., your 5 p.m. It's 5 p- 9, 9, and what? Wait, we say the difference. Okay, so it would... 9, 8, it's 5 p.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 5 p.m. Okay. So... Do we do it by Skype, or how do you do it? Yeah, I love Skype. Skype is probably the easiest way to do it for me. Okay, did you get my... Did I send you my Skype address? Yeah, I think I'm on it right now. Oh, you're on Skype right now? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's why it's your Skype. Well, I haven't been paying any attention. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just do that. And uh, and and I and all the things that you said, I, I now kind of know where you're working, and and I will try to get out of your way. I want you to speak, but you know, I'll be there to, you know. Well, what you asked in the beginning was super. You're what's on my mind, and those would be the two major topics: free will. Uh, free will, and then the fact that it likes for, and to have that, you have to have, a, you have to have a mind. The entire Hebrew Bible, I don't know about the Christian Bible, the entire Hebrew Bible is based on the fact of choice. It's in, it's in Deuteronomy. I place life and death before you, the blessing and the curse, choose life. So we are told explicitly that we can choose. So it's not like you read into the sentence, it's a straight statement. So the name of the game is choice. You know, how you live your life, which means you have to have choice. But now we've shown, or we can't show, 
that in the within the physical world there is no place for choice. It's either deterministic, which is like uh, who will be if I can't think of his name, but but we now know it's not deterministic because there's quantum uncertainty, or it's random. Yeah. Within the range of oh, De Laplace. De La, Simon De Laplace had a has a lecture I'm sure I've down some of my books. Magnificent statement of how it's clear the world is deterministic. Yeah. Because was of nature, but that was pre-quantum. Now we know there's quantum physics and uncertainty, so the world is not pre- predetermined. But it's not any better. It's random. You know, within that range, the quantum uncertainty is random. So it, that also isn't free will. That's all. And at the level of neurons in the brain, it becomes it comes some reactions at a quantum level. We know that sight is quantum. It's a photon knocking out a single electron yeah. in your eye. It takes knocking out a few of them to make you see it. But, but you know, and, oh, and I want this one other. You pronounce your name Kyle, right? Am I correct? Yes, sir. Uh huh, Kyle. Uh huh, Kyle. The, the uh, I don't know if I met you any place. I but you, you must be. I'll just say it straight out. The two most phenomenal, the two most common phenomena that we experience are sight and sound. In the physical world, there is neither sight or there is neither light nor sound. The universe is pitch black. I'm not being philosophical. Right. The universe is pitch black and there's no sound in it. What, you ex- what we experience as light is the face I'm seeing of you coming off the screen now, the light on my walls, etc., the sunlight from the sunlight. What we experience as light doesn't exist in the physical world. Mm. There are photons that carry this information, but they're not what we experience as light. If they were, as the photon travels from the screen to my, from you or vice versa, the air would be, be glowing. Yeah. It's not glowing. So the only place that there's sight, that there's only place that we experience, and the key here is the experience of light or the picture, is in our, it's not in our brain because everybody knows there's no light in your brain, it's pitch black in there. So where is it that we, well the cop-out answer is, well that's the way we interpret the uh, neuro- neurological reactions. Of course that's how we interpret them, but where's the, where's the playback? Where is it? The sound is exactly the same. Sound yeah. is even easier to show. The, the sound, the air isn't booming. There are moving molecules, but those molecules don't make a single sound until they hit your eardrum, yeah. move your eardrum, neurological, biochemistry, etc. But there's no sound in your brain. Yeah. So where is the perception? And I, I just, for me, it was a shock. I know I, I'm not the first person to think of it probably by several thousands of years, but it was a shock when I first realized that there's neither of these two phenomena that are everything, light and sound, what else is there? I mean, this touch and smell, etc. But, but, but the perception, photons exist. Yes. But then we don't perceive them as light. Moving molecules exist. You know, I, th- I think of the apocalyptic um, passage in the, the New Testament when all things disintegrate into entropy, as we know the that the New Testament does discuss entropy and that we will melt uh, all of the elements, the stoike, and that's the, the word stoichiometry. Uh, in the Greek, Paul says that the, the stoike will all melt. They will just burn up with a fervent heat in the, the twinkling of an eye. 
And that sounds a lot like entropy to me. And at that same, and, and he said at the last trumpet, at the last trumpet of seven for judgment upon the earth. And then at the same time frame in Revelation or the Apocalypse of John, there is, there is the Christ figure not known by Jesus Christ anymore by name, but by another Shem, God known by another Shem. Um, and this... You're using, you're putting the Hebrew or that word? I'm using it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it for your sake because it was the word nomos in Greek. It's, it's an equative with Shem. And, um, but that he will be the light and there will not, we will not need a sun. We will not need stars. They will all disapparate. Uh, that, that, that we will see by his, by his light and we will hear Shema because of our obedience and does not hear mean to obey. That's interesting. Okay. So it, it crosses boundaries. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, the, 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 again, I'm a first century Christian. I don't see any, I, I see that there's a, a thatching perfectly. If I were occidental, I would make myself a verb and make God a dead noun so that I could reject him and go, that's the occidental God that's being preached over here, and I hate it. I do not believe in that God. I believe in the well, God I, who's I, a verb. I'm trying to understand. So God defines himself. That's a question that was, I, very, comes off it. It's in Genesis. I am, I am that I am. Uh-huh. Yes, but it, but it means I will be that which I will be. Yes, yes. It, yes. Yeah. No, that's crucially different. Yeah, it, it, yes. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. And the irony is that I am here comes from the Septuagint, which, but two sentences earlier, God says, I will be with you. I will be with you. And everyone translates it, including Septuagint, as I will be. And it's the same verb, yeah. And then two sentences later in verse 14, and it's switched. See, I feel strongly about this because sure. I am there I am is not the God of the Bible. I will be that which will I be. It, it, the God of the Bible is you can only know God through the world itself. God wrote, I, I saw it written very nicely. Someone said, someone said, I don't know who said it, so I, I'm, I'm, so it's not me. <laughs> God, God made a universe and then wrote a book about it. We call that the Bible. Yes, the narration. <laughs> the narration is what I call it. <laughs> How do you say it? Narrative. The, the narrative. Oh, narrative, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got to go. You gotta, I got to tell my friends. And thank you so much. I just, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Look, as I said, any, any guy from, from Nashville can't be old man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Well, God bless. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Good to make contact. Ciao. Here, too. Thank Bye -bye. you so much. So Thank you. I think it's... You're going to hang up, I think. I, can't, I, I can never hang up. It's okay. It's okay. It took me a while to, to get this one. Uh, don't worry about it. We're doing it. You there? There you go.